the Fail Harder podcast series. Yeah, it's got seasons. Uh, this is season two, and this is episode one. We are featuring Fire Crotch. <laughs> fire Crotch, Ooh. introduce yourself. Uh, yep, I am the Fire Crotch, um, <laughs> also known as the Savvy Sweet Potato or the Kelsey Carlton, whichever. <laughs> yeah, so there's also my wife joining us for the first time, well, joining me for the first time, you're also here as a first time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is Kay Zangara, yeah, from Yoga. See si. All that good stuff. Um, here to talk about, on episode one, taking action. So, a little bit of a premise about the podcast is... Uh, it's basically for budding entrepreneurs. A lot of times when I was searching for some inspiration or motivation. No, so th- I was searching for a little bit of strength and inspiration from others to be able to make my own decisions for being an entrepreneur in the barbering world. And when I was listening to all these wonderful people give great advice, it was always retrospective. It wasn't anything that was... Uh, really practical to the now. It was told in a lot of historical references. So I figured while I'm going through my entrepreneur struggles, I would record what I'm going through. And kind of the inspiration and the premise for the whole thing was, imagine if Bezos from Amazon had a video of him doing boxing up the first 100 shipments from Amazon. That would be like gold. It would be pretty great. So I figured maybe... One day, if anyone wants to look through the archives, I'll have this, and it'll be something really cool that I can reference to back when I was just a wee youngin'. So, <laughs> so taking action. Um, I thought this was pretty fitting because you and I, you being savvy sweet potato, before we get into specifically the action that you and I are taking over the next six months, give me a little, like a little, you know, three-minute spiel on what savvy sweet potato is. Okay. Uh, so savvy sweet potato is kind of a big compilation of... Um, traveling as well as super simple recipes and uh, health coaching kind of all rolled into one website um, that will hopefully turn into something that will benefit people um, from all walks of life that are just trying to make plant-based nutrition um, uh, part of their life indefinitely mm-hmm. um, so there's the kind of the three different things I'm focused on right now. Uh, the travel blog is kind of like it's its own thing. It's just fun. Like every time I go travel somewhere, I'll put I'll put up a post um, just discussing the healthy little restaurants that I find and showing like real world examples of when you go somewhere. Look, you can you can still find healthy stuff. You don't have to stick with like convenience store food or anything like that. Right. Um, and then I have the uh, the health coaching service as well. That one's not active on my website yet, but it will be soon. Um, and that's just going to be like a one-on-one sort of thing uh, where I, I help people um, just kind of tackle their issues and stick with a plant-based diet um, long-term. Very cool. Yep. And uh, then the recipes, those are just easy and helpful, and people really like recipes, especially when they're first transitioning. So I have the recipes on there as well, um, and they're all super simple, SOS free, which is salt oil, sugar free. <laughs> yeah, you guys can rip open your water bottles. I think yeah. that'll just be a really cool effect. People can be like, oh, and someone else is taking a drink <laughs> exactly. of water. All right, awesome sauce. And then, babe, talk about talk about Kay Zangara and what that is for a little bit. Uh, 
<laughs> so I named myself K Zangara. Zangara actually means gypsy in a language that I do not remember anymore. It's probably like Rom- Romanian gypsy. Think Esmeralda, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Okay. Whatever they actually talked back then. Yeah. And that's where the word Zangara comes from. And I came up with that name because I wanted to go places and teach people. I just wanted to go to the people who wanted to move their bodies. And then over time I realized that my yoga was not the regular yoga. <laughs> and then I discovered that Thai massage is my jam. So now I travel to teach yoga and I give massage and I have a studio here at the house. I also teach pole and contortion, which is much harder to find. Mm-hmm. A lot of beginning level beginning level yogis and not more people who are really into pole and super interested in getting really, really bendy. But when those people come along, I am prepared and ready for them. And that's what I do. So nine to five, I I have a job that does not serve my highest power. And then five to nine PM I'm doing what I love. A whole nother yeah. life. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the same thing for you. Mm-hmm. Nine to five, you're you've got yes. your job in the Navy. You have your job in the Navy. And then my job. I'm able to <laughs> actually participate in full time, which is really cool because then it frees like my my five to nine after my nine to five is kind of doing the digital support like this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the return on investment of these podcasts and some of the social media features that I've been working on, I don't quite know yet, but I know that they're going to be worth something that might be more in, invaluable. Um, it might be something that, that brings me, I think, a little bit more joy about what I do. Yeah. Uh, which is really cool that you guys are doing something like post your working hours because that taking action part... I'm, I've always been really amazed at how many people say they can't follow their dream because it's their side hustle. When embracing your side hustle and building a reputation, building a foundation in it, then allows you to let it take over for the full-time thing. Mm-hmm. Like, your ability to take, you know, two clients a day and working on the weekends while taking care of yourself is then going to give you the mindset of when you do get out... I know how to teach, I know the space that I need, I know the timing that I have, I know how hard it takes to build up a clientele of 200 returning clients, and I'm used to working 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. That's not going to bother you at all when you take it, when you set it up. Exactly. <laughs> America, which I think is really freaking cool. Um, so, yeah, both of you guys are already going to have, and I talked about that in a previous podcast of mine in the last season with Brandon. We were talking about how there's kind of like, you know, you can, you can find time in your day. You can create time as long as you literally, if that's what you want to do, you'll make the time to do it, which I think is pretty yep, wicked. I agree. Absolutely. Um, when it comes to taking action, I've got a few of my notes here. Something that really spoke to me, I was listening to this motivational series on SoundCloud before I go to the gym, and this preacher on there, I don't know his name, he's pretty cool, he was talking about how most people take action based off of their past and the experiences that they've had in their memory. But rarely do people ever take action based on their imagination and where they want to be in the future. Mm-hmm. Is um, something that people participate in with their learning experiences. And yes, those are critical. Like, don't touch fire, it's hot, you'll burn. Mm-hmm. But imagine the things you can do with the tool of fire. And, you know, that's what creates a whole that's, civil society. Yeah, that's how fire got there. Exactly. <laughs> So it's one of those things where I've now tried to work my head around taking action based off of who I want to be 
and where I want to go, what I want to do, how I want to get there, and the most important thing is why. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to you know, taking action and really taking it by the horns, I have to sometimes set myself back and think, okay, you know, separate those two terms take action. You have to take it. You have to reach out. You have to grab it. You have to put yourself in a vulnerable position to even be able to to move forward and do that. And action, I mean, you have to act. You you have to do something Mm -hmm. because taking action does not include sitting around and doing nothing. Yes. I mean, I can talk about a podcast and I can talk about how I've done things, but have I actually done it? Yep. You can think about it, Mm -hmm. but be about it. Yeah. You can think about it, but without ever actually getting anywhere mm-hmm. so that's why the actual decision making process is is key oh yeah so absolutely well what if, what are some of the things well like let's talk about real quick what you and i are taking action on because it's february 1st it is it's february 1st <laughs> so um i let the whole j- month of january just be something that i enjoyed i figured birthday well, month exactly birthday birthday so <laughs> i was like it's about to be Christmas and the holidays. I'm still going to work out through that time. I'm going to take it a little bit easy, and I'm just going to work on maintaining my weight, which I did. And then I knew my wife's birthday was going to be coming through to the middle of January, and we would be celebrating a little off of our schedule, mm-hmm. out doing things. So I thought, well, February 1st sounds like just as good a day as any to uh, remain committed to any sort of resolutions I had previous to the new year even starting off. Yeah. So... You and I are collaborating on giving me a six pack. Kind Heck of. yes. Yeah. Eight pack. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't want to be that low in body fat, but um, yeah, that's that's another that's another part of it is like we took the time, like you you created all of the welcoming packets from scratch, like you created all the miscellaneous uh, and supporting documents that get sent to your clients afterwards. Mm-hmm. We had a 30-minute Skype conversation, and that was like 30 minutes to the T. I was super proud of you. Oh, was it wasn't really. Yeah, it was like 29.32 or something like that. <laughs> it was pretty good. That's pretty funny because as I started, one of the thoughts that was going through my head as I was saying other words was, can I even cuss right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck, I didn't keep track of the time when I started. So the whole way through, I was like, uh, this feels about 15 minutes, but I had actually no idea. Yeah, and then you were, like, trying to kick up things on the screen, so it's not like you could go back and check yep. specifically what time it was. Exactly. Yeah, you did a super great job on that phone call. <laughs> well, it work? was... How did your welcome packet work? Is it the Skype thing, and then, I like, I'll... Because I don't know how Skype works. Mm-hmm. And Neither. <laughs> so, because it's like your head and the other person's head, and like a typey part where you can send news. Oh. Hey, wow, that's the only thing I do know. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So then, were you doing? You've never done that with me, so I don't know. Uh, no, I was a Google. Oh, okay. And so, yeah. <laughs> and so, was it like you are talking and you can see each other, and then in the word part, you made it like a computer screen? You know, how you can throw your computer screen up on someone else's screen. I don't understand. So, I didn't know until yesterday, but um, Skype does this really cool thing where if you click on another window, it'll put Skype into just a little bubble on the side of the screen, and then you can focus on whatever the big window is that you want. So, I could kind of have my big questionnaire document up, focus on that while she was just in the corner, and I was nowhere to be found on the screen, so I was not distracted by my own looks. Because so. I totally do that. I look at myself. Yep. I'm always like, oh, there's my bubble. 
I really thought that you had done that thing, you know, where you double up the screen and like we're in different places, but you can see yeah. what I'm doing on my computer. It started mm-hmm. like that. That's ninja. That's mm-hmm. wicked cool. Like and you can record on Skype too. You oh. uh, via your phone, you can record. <laughs> oh. on Skype. It starts so to. Much. It starts to skip a little bit. Mm-hmm. It started to skip when we were recording. Mm-hmm. I just did a test record of like thirty seconds, but it was. It kind of gives um a, a stronger delay, but it was it was pretty good otherwise. We know about the delay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that's the other thing. Yeah, we do. Well, what about you, babe? What about some of your taking action things? I mean, the world is gonna kind of like after this. I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna post my my beginning photos that I shared with you earlier. Super intense. I know, and then every week I'm gonna be taking those same photos every uh, Friday morning or Saturday I think morning. You're perfect. Ah, oh, thanks. Um, so what have I been doing? Yeah, what's what's like something in the last couple of weeks that your taking action has really struck a chord with? Well, Jessica, I would love to share. Okay. <laughs> so I hosted a moon party, a full moon party last month for the full moon. Don't remember what day it was, but it happened. And the big thing was manifesting. It was for the new year, and it was manifesting what we wanted to happen in the world. Mm. And so we sat down, and I led everybody through a meditation, and then I led everybody through kind of a, mm, a self-assessment of what you want to do, like your big, huge dream goals, why you haven't done them, mm-hmm. all those imaginary reason, reasons, and then we walked each other through kind of fighting off your deepest, darkest fears, right. and then everybody, at the end of it, everybody's like, I can do anything, I'm incredible, I'm going to take over the world, mm-hmm. which is what I want everybody to feel. And afterwards, I was like, there is nothing holding me back. I've got no reason I'm not doing this. I've got resources. I've got people. I've got time. I've got drive. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to all of my people, and I coordinated with them. And I, um, Angelica, who has the Motley Me YouTube page, was the first person from the group to take action. And she was yeah. like, Kay, you motivated me. I posted my YouTube video. She's got tons of YouTube videos that are completely edited, good to go. She's just such a perfectionist she never that she would them, always yeah. find a reason. She'd be like, well, there's a piece of dust four and a half feet away from the lens and I can see it so other people can see it so she wouldn't post it. So mm-hmm. she posted hers and I was like, oh man, <gasps> someone did it. Ooh, I gotta mm-hmm. do it. And then Brandy, who has an Etsy shop, the artsy yogi, and she went out and I helped her schedule a photo shoot with somebody that Savvy Sweet Potato Kelsey got me in contact with. So we did a photo shoot for the bikinis that she makes. And she's already got crafts. And so she photographed mm-hmm. everything. And then she, I didn't even know she'd done her Etsy shop. It just on Instagram, it showed up as people I should know. And I was like, uh-uh. I wrote the bio for that. That's familiar. So then I was like, shoot, she did something. And then Kelsey for my birthday weekend was like, I've got a plan. I'm taking action. And I was like, gee, Holly Willikers, I've got no reason to not do Everyone this. Everyone you invited to that moon yeah. party was doing their stuff. Yeah, Wicked then, awesome. Yeah, I signed up for the barbering classes that uh-huh. were local to Rhoda. And I yeah. made plans to continue the second season of the podcast. So you were like, oh, man. So I have no reason not to. Every time I do yoga on my own, I'm almost always creating a class or thinking of who this would work for, what type of body type or what type of injury this could assess and how I can motivate others with this and new movement expressions. Mm -hmm. And so I'm doing my yoga alone and I'm like, I guess I just got to call in all these resources. So Mm -hmm. I asked all my friends with their super nice houses, whose houses I could use. And then when I went to Angelica's house to film YouTube, turns out she doesn't like, I, I have my little camera, well, your camera, had our camera and I was like, I'm just going to set this up and whatever I get is what I get and I'll be happy with it. And no, Angelica comes out of nowhere. She's like, P.S. I've got all this gear. Thwomp. And it was like lighting and she had this type of microphone and she had all kinds of other stuff. And I was like, okay, 
everything about that is confusing except the light bulb. I can do a light bulb. So, <laughs> so I did the light bulb and I moved your furniture and I thought I took the video. I thought I got through like 10 minutes of video. I was just doing my personal practice. And then I was like, oh, I don't know how the camera works. <laughs> so I ended up doing the entire thing within 40 minutes. I had done my personal practice, filmed a video, and then filmed an outro. Because you know how you have to be like, this is Kay Vigar on YouTube. Click the subscribe, like, thumbs up, da da So I had filmed all of that, and I was like, well, shucks. I really, I'm you know what? Done. We're going to edit. I'm going to put in a couple of your, can I put in a couple of your um, false start Oh. Intros. I think oh, we should do that here. Yeah, we're gonna edit it. Wicked awkward. We're gonna put oh, that in right course. now. Boop. Oh. Hey guys, I'm Kay and Welcome to my channel. Today. Hey guys, I'm Kay Zengar, and welcome to my channel. I specialize. Ugh. Hey guys, I'm Kay Zangara, and welcome to my channel. Today I'd like to walk you through... And we're back. <laughs> That's all that works. <laughs> Editing is fun. And so I planned to do that on Wednesday, because that was when my friend allowed me to use her space. So mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I have an hour alone in your house to do this, and now I know it takes me less than an hour. So then on Thursday, life was going to get hectic, but I was like... It can't take that long. It took me maybe 20 minutes to edit this video. I was like, why are people taking forever to edit? But I think it's because I'm not a perfectionist. I'm just like, this is it. Yeah. That's me. But that's that's it. definitely Accept it. it. That's definitely it. <laughs> because other, like, nobody cares about me more than me. It is so exactly. rare. So you're going to be, we'll, we'll all be picking ourselves apart. Mm -hmm. Right. But nobody else gives a hoot. No. So I was just like, yellow, this is the best I've got. Exactly. And then I was really it. proud of myself. I was like, cool, within 30 minutes, I've got this thing uploaded. In case you didn't know, audience, YouTube takes forever to <laughs> upload. Yep. So an hour and a half later, it was finally online, just in time for it to be midnight when I had set myself up two days prior with an Instagram post saying that in two days, this will be out. Make sure you look at it. Yeah. So within three days, I created, well, I spawned an idea, and then I made it happen, and then I edited, and I put it up, and I was just hecka proud of myself. So you guys all took action long term. Because you guys are planners. <laughs> Good for you. I am more spontaneous. That's cool, though. And we'll see how it goes. Next time, I will do my video wide format. But you, you still yeah. have, you still have <laughs> like a, a plan, though. Uh, even if it was like within that the three-day window or whatever. Like Once right. you figured out what the end goal was, you kind of just went from there. Well, that, I mean, end. that kind of ties into, like, that's really an amazing segue. But your next point, how you were talking about taking action to the point of no return, that whole non-negotiable, mm -hmm. like, deciding, putting a deadline, exactly. making, like, you know, you you purchased Savvy Sweet Potato and you were, well, I gotta do something with it now, because <laughs> yep, $200 there. later, it's, uh, it's mine. The <laughs> public can see this and it's naked right now, mm -hmm. so. And you committed, you were like, Kelsey Carlton is no more on Instagram. It is now exactly. Savvy Sweet Potato. But it's the same thing with, with your thing, like. Mine was a, a really long sort of plan drawn out over the course of like six months. But mm. it, the same thing applies. Like if you think about something that you want to do in three days time, like you just did for your YouTube video. Yep. You literally said to your audience, in two days, people, I'm going to have this YouTube video up. And because you, you had that, you, you forced yourself to go all in. Once you told the world you're going to have that video up, you leave yourself with no choice but to do it. Mm -hmm. And I think... For a lot of people, just fully 
fully like deep diving in, setting yourself up to the point where you cannot go back. You just can't. Um, is extremely helpful. It's like it's more than holding yourself accountable. It's like, yeah, you have no option. Yeah, you mm-hmm. have to. At that point, you definitely have to. Like, I mean, there's no way that I could have told people, "Oh, I'm opening up shop." August 15th, and then people come to the door, and they're like, hi, we're here for haircuts, and I'm like, uh, just kidding. I mean, sometimes that happens. Sometimes people get away with doing that. I don't know anyone who's been able to be truly successful in that aspect, but deciding, making the decision, absolutely doing it. Like, when I came home after my brother's wedding, I I just told myself, I'm a sober person. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't eat animal products. And I'm not overweight. Even though in that moment, I was incredibly overweight. It was one of those things where, you know, you think, you say, you are. Mm -hmm. So you have to think, say, and do. And so you thought about, you know, you pondered uh, spontaneously (laughs) about your yoga video. And then you did it. And Did you plan out that flow or did it just happen? Did you time yourself or what did you do? No, I did not. All I I ever do, not all, but... more frequently than not, I make my flow that day because if I plan something like you schedule with me in a week and I know you and I know what your goals are, but on the day that you show up, my day has been horrible and I am not in a place to give you what I planned a week ago. Mm -hmm. So I plan it that day. I have in my mind, this is how much energy I have to give and these are the ways that I'm willing to express it. And then right after that, I'm like, what music speaks to my soul? What music helps me get out the movements that are going to get me to the place that I need to go? And I have yet to have a single session where somebody hasn't said, like, that music or that movement was what I needed. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. always that. And I think it is because it comes very much from, like, it is the best of me. Yeah. Yeah. Super authentic. And I think so that's, I, um, no, I'm, I'm finished with what you're saying. So when I plan out that class, I just... I had I had the music for my birthday weekend that you really inspired me with, and I have a friend Carmela who has incredible flows and they're mm-hmm. always very spiritual. They just they make me feel like I'm going places, and so I created a playlist out of you know how on Spotify you listen to those songs and it tells you other things you should listen to. It's mm-hmm. like Pandora, but not as good. Yep. And so I had come up with a playlist, and I showed up into Angelica's space and I was doing my own flow. And from that point on, I was like, okay. I know what I need to get rid of. I know what isn't going to help me move on in life. And so I came up with the kind of breathing that I wanted to do. And Mm -hmm. from there, the class goes. That's true. And I'm really impressed with my ability, like you did with your timing on the phone call. There are times where I'm like, 59.90? Or wait, how many seconds? (laughs) 59.55! Yeah, 90 seconds. An extra minute and a half. But I'm always... I'm frequently impressed with my timing. Mm-hmm. So it just happened to be 30 minutes when I cut down all of my false starts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. I like your false starts, though. They were really She cute. was really laughing at me. I wasn't laughing. <laughs> I was about to go to sleep, and then something was entertaining in front of me. <laughs> oh, that's what you call it. Yeah, she, really likes to, she really likes not other people's failures, but if children or old people fall... And me screwing up and handling it well on video was like the like the... The right, verbal equivalent soul. to someone falling. It sparked yeah, joy. It sparked chocolate. joy. That's all I know. Thanks, Marie, Marie Kondo. Marie Kondo. Yeah. No one knows. Well, at the <laughs> towards the end of my podcast, which would be kind of right now, what what I usually end up doing is giving some sort of practical advice. 
So we've been talking about some of the theoretics, and I like how at the end we drew into what we particularly did in this recent time frame for taking action. You and your yoga video, me signing up for more um, barber training and continuing with the podcast, you fully committing to Savvy Sweet Potato and having your first client. Woo-hoo. Um, Go you. (laughs) Go we. And so uh, what are some of the practical advisements that you guys have? So one of my practical advisements, and it comes from an inspirational aspect, is when you're born, you're born perfect. Every baby is born without the influence of self-destruction, insecurity, um, you know, ineffectiveness, Every baby starts to walk because they see others doing it and they want to do it too. Yeah. Every baby, you know, starts to laugh and participate. And whenever a child drops something in their curious stage where they're taking those first few steps, they just pick it up. There's no frustration. There's no upsetness. They're just like, oh, that fell out of my no hand. No overthinking about it. They're just like, let me pick that back up and figure yeah. out how to hold on to this while I'm walking. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no imperfection. And so when I'm thinking about this practical application of taking action, I think to myself, be like a child, be curious, be imaginative, and be in a place where there's nothing that can stop me. There are going to be hurdles, there are going to be obstacles, Mm -hmm. and I cannot help what's in the road in front of me, but I can help how I traverse it. And if I traverse it like a child does, I'll be forever enthusiastic. So that's when I take that inspirational note, note, like way of thinking and I put into the practical application of okay what's in my vision like literally put it on a vision board Mm -hmm. um who else is out there that has done it before me do they have a book read that book what did they do do what they did do it better or use what they did as an inspiration to make your own choices to do what you need to do Mm -hmm. and so just reading the 10 pages a night because entertaining yourself with sitcoms that are funny or drama shows that are stressful, or horror shows that are putting different images in your mind, they all have an effect on you. And I'd rather take 20 minutes out of my day to read 10 pages right before I go to bed. That'll be the last influence on my mind. Mm-hmm. So the I'll go to bed. Exactly. I'll go to bed. What? Nothing. I want that last influence. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. I didn't say anything. You right, I did. I asked. <laughs> so. I'll have that in my mind as the last thing that's going to serve me for the morning. Yeah. Um, that's my kind of practical advice is, is vision boards, read. Read whatever you can get your hands on that will help you uh, accomplish your future and a power list. Like making a list of things that you, you cannot get away from in your planner. Sometimes you're going to miss pieces of your power list. Put them on the next day and now you realize the cost of of missing one of your things on your list, it delayed you. Mm-hmm. So those are kind of like my little practicals. Those are things that have really helped me when it comes to building this and keeping this um, efficient and effective. Yeah. So what about you? What do you like to do? Um, well, similar to what you were saying, um, I, I think in its most simplistic form, it's just translating thoughts into, into action and not really overthinking it um, and it goes back to the whole the whole child childhood thing. Mm. Kids don't really spend a lot of time arguing with themselves, contemplating the right way to do it. They just dive right in. Right. And it's like once once they have the thought of what they want to do, they literally just do it then and there. They make mm-hmm. the decision and they go. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I, I really truly agree with what you're saying. Like be be a child, be passionate, just like how kids are. Like when they want something, they go all in until they freaking get it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this is this is kind of goofy, but um, when I was when I was a kid, I remember I was like I was just uh, like on a on a mission one day to find a geode in my neighborhood. <laughs> I'm gonna find a geode, everybody. So. Like if if I were the adult doing that, I would be I probably would have been like, there's not gonna be a geode. This is like nice properties. These rocks are they don't look like geodes, so on and so forth. It wouldn't happened. But because I was a kid and I was like, nope, I'm gonna find one. I'm gonna sit out here and I've got nothing else to do, so I'm gonna find me a geode. And guess what? I found a fucking geode. It's big, it's like basketball size. Wow. Yeah. How did you break it open? Well, um. So my first thought was to like take a hammer and just start cracking at it. It didn't work. It started chipping everywhere. So then I was literally this. I threw it in the air, like five times, and then it finally Ooh. busted apart. So nice. The person I know yeah. broke a geode open that way. Yes. So yeah, I I found a geode in the middle of a neighborhood in Florida, <laughs> and maybe Sweet. maybe some like uh, geologist is like uh, those are everywhere. But you know what? <laughs> <laughs> to me, like looking looking back now. Now that I'm an adult, if I were like, I'm going to go find a geode in this neighborhood right now, I would instantly start having all of these thoughts like, uh, that's personal property, um, I can't go over there, it's nighttime right now, my, my flashlight won't see that. But if I it's were gonna kid, be cold. It's going to be cold. <laughs> it might thought. rain on me. Yep. My um, shoes are going to get wet. I have to hit my bedtime. I'm just going <laughs> to Google geodes. Exactly. <laughs> YouTube about it instead. <laughs> Um, wow, look what this cool person did that I could have done. Exactly. That's half of life. That's oh what gosh. I'm saying, man. People are, like, watching things. Like, I got so sick and tired of watching people on Instagram, on YouTube, on Facebook, doing hair and being amazing at it. And I was like, I can do that, too. Yep. I'm, I'm going to go do it, and I'm going to figure out my way to do it. And Well, that's like that quote you have. Where What is it talking about? The um, Something about living your life planning. Oh, um, 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 um. Get it off your phone. <laughs> Get it off your phone. Don't, don't do it. What don't happened to this thing? Oh, oh I don't know. It's doing it. Me. Okay, I got it. Life is what happens while you're busy making plans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's so true. And it, again, just the 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 children like they they've got it figured out. Like they're not spending their lives. They're not wasting their lives away just planning shit. They'll plan a little bit. They'll plan mm-hmm. what they need to, and then they go out and, and take action on it. Yeah. That's it. Like let me tell you what my niece Amelia did today. So I'm on Instagram and I'm trying to post something and I, I get a notification like last chance to view so and so stories. So I go to my uh, sister in law's stories and my little niece Amelia, she's turning to, um, somehow they had baked a chocolate cake. They were going to do kids yoga, but they decided to stay at home and bake a chocolate cake. Kids yoga and so <laughs> at one point she like has one of the mixing egg beater thingies. Egg beater thingies. Mm-hmm. That's the correct nomenclature. And, <laughs> and she's licking it. And my sister-in-law, Keelan, is like, uh, just rooting for some salmonella over here. And she's like, I don't know, I don't give a shit. Yeah. But the best part was, all of a sudden you hear Keelan behind the phone going, Amelia, what are you doing? She got herself a chair, which got her up to the countertop, which got her to the baked cake. And she was just, from the <laughs> middle of it, grabbing pieces and biting it. And... Keelan's like, that's my daughter. And she's over yeah. there like, want some? Because <laughs> like, like, I'm eating it. And 
literally, she took action. Yeah. She was like, she translated thoughts into direct action. <laughs> yeah. She yeah, was just she like, you know what I, you know what I am? I'm hungry for chocolate cake because the batter was delicious. And it was as simple as that. Yeah. No silverware involved. No. No. Nope. And that's the best part of the cake. Yep. So <laughs> she was doing great, I think. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Mm, human food. That's awesome. Absolutes. <laughs> what about your advisements? Huh? You only get 30 seconds to throw your little sissy fit. And I started doing it at work mm-hmm. because it's really, really easy to get caught up in whatever's going on around you. Life is unfair. That's true. So-and-so is mean to you. It's all their fault. There's never, like, life is a series of choices and consequences. And it's mm-hmm. wicked easy to just be like, this has happened to me. I have no control over it. I can't do anything about it. Woe is me. Take pity on me. Make life easy for me. And I'm over here like, uh-uh. I don't care. What are you going to do to fix it? Yeah. To bring this full circle. Well, no. We're going to detour one time. <laughs> I've taken college course since being an adult, and it was scary. And I was doing really, really well. I was super proud of myself. So I was writing a paper. It's one of those where you, you set yourself down to write it, and you do it, and you're doing it right, and you're so proud of yourself. You're like, da, 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 I'm doing great. And then you like go to press save. I had a really old computer. I am notoriously on bad technology. It has caused me problems my entire life. I will not upgrade. It was on sale. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think I, well, I'm definitely done. I've gotten incredible feedback from the teacher. I go to save it, and I don't know how, but it's gone. And it was one of those like nine page papers where you've like gotten the bibliography right and you have removed all of your notes and you've closed the web pages that were resources. It was gone. And I was like, ah. I was like, ah. So I'm sitting on the floor in my bedroom and all my roommates are out in the living room. They're watching Game of Thrones having a blast. And I walk out there and I've got like angry toddler tears, like lifetime movie, like tears just running down my face. I like stomp into the kitchen, stomp around the kitchen for no reason. Opening cabinets, closing cabinets, looking in the fridge. I don't need anything from the fridge. Close the fridge, go back in the fridge. Maybe I do close it again. I was just throwing a tantrum. I come back through the living room, go to my bedroom, sit back on the floor. And I'm like, it still has to be in by 2 a.m. And so I wrote the entire thing over again. And I got it almost exactly the same. And the improvements I made were surprising. Mm-hmm. I Like you just, That's crazy. you can't give yourself, if I had given myself, if I had gone out there and complained about how I made this mistake and I should have bought a better computer and if I were more careful and I should have just paid for Windows instead of using the Google Windows. No, nobody's done that? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Google Windows. Yeah, you can use like Windows yep. online, which, but if your internet goes out, you are at SOL. Google Docs. Yeah, that's what it's called. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, the yeah. Three, but now it saves instantly, so you can't true. make... Yeah, that would have been helpful. But <laughs> I, I took that and I immediately applied it to work because mm-hmm. in the military, everybody just gets so wrapped up in themselves. And so especially as I made rank, people below me would... They would, like, life was just wicked unfair. And, mm-hmm. you know, as a kid, people would be like, oh, well, my, my parents, if a little kid was throwing a tantrum, my dad would always be like, oh, life is so hard. It must be impossible being <laughs> you. And it was patronizing, but it was definitely funny, and it, it kind of put perspective on things. So now, as an adult, if if Jess is like, oh, I got a stain on this shirt, I'll be like, you can't wear that outside. Everybody's going to point and laugh. Like, nobody's, nobody's going to take you seriously with that microscopic stain on your shirt. And suddenly she's like, well, yeah, I guess nobody can see it. So let's go. Yeah. When you put it in perspective, it's mm-hmm. not as big of a deal. Definitely. So in addition to putting it in perspective, give yourself 30 seconds to throw your hissy fit. Freak out. 30 seconds is also equivalent to a few breaths. Mm-hmm. So you can take a few breaths and then you're done. 
After that, you have to do something. Yeah. In those 30 seconds that you've gotten to throw your fit, you've also, your brain, like, the wheels are turning. You can do something after that. Yeah. So, 30 seconds, throw your fit, move the F on. You can do this. You're strong, you're capable, you're intelligent. What's the next step? And that's good because you're still in that space of having a lot of energy. That's something that I've learned yeah. very recently. Because taking action can come from a starting initiative point like we spoke about. But it can also come from the reactionary point where you, something has happened for you. It has it's not happened to you. Something has happened for you. And in that moment, you have energy. Why on earth would you displace it in a vortex that does not serve you? Mm-hmm. Put that energy, put that anger, the hate, the it's, it's literally just... And it doesn't go anywhere. It's just sitting there. And that's when you get like that heat inside of you. Put it to good use. Put and, you know, sometimes put it in the damn paper. Like literally write the, e- like, you know, like you could have written Abraham the email. Lincoln that. Yeah, exactly. Like put, you know, you can email the professor and let them know the exact situation and just say, hey, I still got it to you. But either way, it can be something for you. Like taking that energy and displacing it into something that gives you a higher potential and kinetic return i think that is it's a it's a hard skill to recognize let alone use and master and once you can recognize that and once you can start to use it to think to yourself like what is going to serve me right now and that goes back to the question that you had recently started asking yourself that you shared with me which was um you know if if i don't do this right now Mm -hmm. and i don't do this for the rest of my days of my life what is that going to do for my life? Is it going to get me where I want to go or not? If it doesn't get you where you want to go, you need to do it. If it does get you where you, where you want to go, maybe you shouldn't be participating in something that detracts from your goal. It works either way. So I really I really like that piece, that reactionary piece. That's a good one. So yeah. I wasn't even thinking about taking action in a way of, of having to behave against something that happens for you. So put that into perspective for people listening who don't know about that. Yes. If you're one of those people who's always super helping on your new year's resolution is to lose 20 pounds and be the best you naked and then on like january 15th you were doing super good for two weeks and then on january 15th you're like ah but somebody brought donuts and they're free so like free donuts so instead of beating yourself up for eating a donut and then derailing yourself for the entire day and being like well i'm just a fat trouble lord look at me talking tina (laughs) yeah instead of doing that before or while you're eating that donut, you can be like, all right, so if I eat a donut every day, every time there are free donuts, if I eat a donut, is that going to get me where I want to be at the end of this year? And if it's not... Don't do it. Is, well, it's not, it's not that you don't want to do it. Like you, It's still in your control, but just yes. it provides you that alternate perspective to be like, all right, so it's not getting me where I want to go. And then when you're not focused on how you failed and how you're letting yourself down and all that negative self-talk is just going to help get you more down in the gutter... Then when you've empowered yourself to be like, all right, well, I don't have to finish a donut. Then suddenly you're that person with incredible willpower who's like, I'll just have one bite of a donut. No, 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 no. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the person who can have one Oreo and be like, that was good. say that now. Wait until it's something that you want. I don't know. something you want to eat tons of. I don't know, babe. Mm, those cinnamon sugar pita chips. I can still have one and put it down. I know. I'm done with you. I know. <laughs> I don't know. From from what I've seen, 
your your uh, ability to stick to a serving size is pretty on point. Yeah, um. it, it's a gift and a curse. <laughs> no, nah, the the lesson <laughs> the lesson I'm just comes from uh, extreme alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> when I did no moderation. Yeah. Or I did. I'd be like, it's okay. I can have three drinks every three hours. <laughs> but anyways. Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you grabbed your phone. Was there anything that you wanted yes. to get off of oh it? Oh my gosh, yes. I just want to scream scream this at everybody. Scream it. Well, hold on. I got it. I mean, uh, if you're going to scream it, it'll be Okay, here's a quote from William Blake, people. Listen to this. If the doors of perception were cleansed, everything would appear to man as it is. Infinite. And, um, yeah, she, she brought up kind of how your perspective is kind of uh, your reality. Mm-hmm. And you said it way more beautifully put than what I'm saying right now. But um, basically what it comes down to is like your your thoughts become... What What is the quote that you said? I don't know. She said it. It's like thoughts become actions, actions become... Uh, it's like has your thoughts, people, words, actions, something like that. What? Thoughts, words, and actions? What are you talking about? No, that, that thing was, where it's uh, like your thoughts become words, your words I don't think become... That's what she's going, is that what she's talking about? Nope. It was something you said. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like two solid lines. <laughs> Two solid lines. Uh, when you're talking about your thirty, your you've got your thirty seconds to do your rant. Um, yep, you were. Well, I was. I on mean, it's in the archives. You know, know what we'll do for editing? How about this? I'll just I'll put it in there. What what was it that Kay was saying? She was saying something about um, what what was it? You just said it. Uh, yeah. It How was, you have thirty seconds to? Oh yeah, thirty. We'll, thirty. We'll put seconds. it in now. In addition to putting in perspective, give yourself. 30 seconds to throw your And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll put that in post. Yeah, it's, uh, you're, you're talking about, um, the 30 seconds to, uh, kind of get it all out, but then you're also talking about per- perception at the same time. And you, you said something, it was, like, beautifully put about, um, God, this is, I need, I need, I need a, I need to think about this one for a second. I need a paper. God, what the fuck did you say? It, it's me. me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like earlier. What were we saying? Breaking Bad, Blacklist. Yes. Yeah, we didn't know what the title of it was. <laughs> um, damn it. I, I might have to just let this one go. It's okay, but I mean, you can also go back into your phone. Yeah. Well. Oh yeah, true. The video, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so smart. I don't know what time frame it was at. Oh, it's okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, perception is reality. Mm-hmm. You know, you, things happen to you, or they happen for you. You can perpetualize yourself as a victim, or you can be your, you know, you can become your own solution. And I think a lot of times, if people would realize that they are their biggest problem, they're also their only solution, and that every solution you have creates another problem. Mm-hmm. If my solution to being overweight and dissatisfied with my body is to put myself on a nutritionally rich diet, working out six days a week, and doing restorative activities that will keep me healthy and capable to do these things six days a week. The problems that it creates is waking up early, figuring out logistics. Now I have to meal plan. What the fuck is a vegan diet? (laughs) Now there's all these things. Brandy doesn't know. Oh no, Brandy! (laughs) Brandy, we love you. Brandy, bio doesn't mean they're vegan. Oh, shit. Um, Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) 
we'll just we'll have Brandy on next time. You guys oh, can yes, duke it out like a celebrity death match. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, yeah, man. But I just think you know, taking action and and making sure that you are putting yourself in a place of using the energy where it should go to serve you. Understanding that everyone has a has a privilege and a right to be able to have their thirty seconds of man, but it's over. Like yes. time still continues. Yeah, you have to do something about it. And I think the best part about it, especially in a community like this, like we're getting together and doing this, having your accountability friends, having something in someone to not necessarily kick you in the butt when it doesn't happen, but maybe check in before you even have the chance to slip up. Find out what works for you. Find out which friends you can trust and ask them to participate with you. What's up? About accountability friends and finding your tribe. I've noticed a lot from listening to the people that I spend time teaching and working with. People often forget that the the people that you spend the most of your time with are the people you mirror. So if Mm -hmm. all of your friends are alcoholic bums who are disrespectful Mm -hmm. to women and aren't going anywhere in their life, they're just talking about it and not being about it, then that's what you're going to become. So if you you don't have people in your life who are going to be like, Hey, Jess, you said you were still doing that podcast. What happened to it? I was listening to those. If you don't have people who are going to, who are working on being their best selves to help hold you accountable for being your best self, then, so, I mean, that was a sidetrack, but. No, it's, it's actually, that, that's true. And taking action in that aspect is the same exact thing. One of the things that I did, what's up? Like when we, (laughs) at the beginning of last year, we. We did a like a thorough cleanse, and we got to a point where we weren't even welcoming people into our house. Like yes. we used to be, we That's used to be anybody at. that would wanted to come over. Our mm-hmm. house is a safe place; it's a haven; it's fun. You can come. And it got to a place where I was like, I kind of want to learn how to protect my energy because I give so much to people. I don't always have a lot of surplus. I need to protect what little bit I have and learn to refill myself. That way, I'm not just give, give, giving. And I noticed at first with Jess, I was noticing the way she was reacting to people in situations. And then I realized that maybe these people are just super duper taking. They're energy vampires. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we had to, we, we cut a lot of people out of our lives. Not a lot. Like, we don't have tons of people to be cutting out. But we just, we, we, we narrowed the doorway. And then the people who really wanted to come in were like, okay, well, this is important to me. So I'm going to figure out how to get through. And the people who yeah. were like, oh, shoot, that's a bit more tricky. You know what? I don't care about you anyway. And so sort of we created a circumstance for people to weed themselves out. And now the people in our tribe are people who are doing all the things, mm-hmm. being their best selves, holding us accountable. And they're people that you can go to under any under any degree of distress, and they're going to accept you and love you unconditionally and with compassion. And that's what more people need to search for in friends. Not people who are gonna people who can take seventeen shots with you. Or people who will go out shopping with you. Like, do you need to be shopping? Are you in debt? Mm -hmm. Who's going to be like, let's cook at home because we have four pounds of flour and I'm pretty sure people eat that. Yeah. Uh, People also just, they they stay in company just for the sake of doing it. Yeah. I don't know. It's like they're not even consciously aware of of the people that they're hanging out with. But it's like you guys were were saying, these, these people become a part of you. Whether you know it or not, mm-hmm. they become a part of you. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it, it, it really is important to just really be aware of it. And um, you, you can also change them as well. So if you have friends that you really do care about, 
if you start being some motivated person, then you'll help them as well. And maybe you guys can rabbit hole upwards into some really good place. Um, that would be ideal, I think. Um, Typically, that's not what happens, though. Yeah, it's usually not. one bad apple rots the entire dozen. Yes, that is, that well, is I mean, true. not even to be a pessimist, to, to take it from an optimistic standpoint, when I started to behave in a way that was uh, highly affirmative toward positive influences, like not drinking, not smoking, working out, making time for these things, um, immediately my friend circle shifted to people who were also willing to do the same mm -hmm. thing. It also eliminated people who did not want to make the time for that. So it was a self-elimination process as well as an exposure for me to others who are already in that uh, in that place who are willing to spend that time for themselves. So right. I got exposed to people who were doing it for longer and better than I was, getting a better influence on what I was doing. Um, it, it's just something where even when you go to that place, you kind of leave the ones who don't want to be there anyways. And it's not even that I have a bad relationship with anyone whom I've lost contact with. If I want a fun night out, I can text those people right now and be like, bruh, we get wasted. And they'll be like, where? Yeah. Bring cash for the cab home. And that's the crazy <laughs> that's part. It. So if you, if you want to keep in contact with everyone, it doesn't need to be so severe. You don't need to sever relationships. However, the ultimate thing that I always think about is life is so treacherous that no one makes it out alive. The equalizing factor is that all of us will die one day. It's so deep. It was. It was super <laughs> deep. But every single one of us are going to die. And that's a really great thing because it gives us a deadline. It gives us a thing that we have to accomplish before that point. There is a point of no return. None of us will escape it. The fact is that on my deathbed, I'm not going to be worried about what she did for her life. I'm going to be worried about what I did for my life. And um, when my mother is on her deathbed, she will not be thinking, oh, I wish Jess did more. Mm -hmm. And she's not going to be thinking, I wish I did a little less. She's going to be thinking about all the things she didn't do. All the stuff she never took advantage of. All the decisions she never made. And when you can wrap your head around that fact, it's not existential, it's going to happen. Think about the fact that the people you're spending time with are also in that position one day. It may happen suddenly and violently, and they may never have the opportunity to remorse their life. But it also may happen very slowly. Yeah. And when you can understand that cutting one person out of your life, maybe just one out of the top five that you've got, cut the lowest, lowest common denominator out. See what kind of effect that has on raising your denominating factor. See what it does for you. Just be like, man... I'm still cool with that person, and any time that I want to go visit them on that playing field, I can, and there's nothing wrong with living there. Average is good. Average is fine. A lot of people live there. A lot of people enjoy it. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with below average. As long as you're happy and not hurting anybody else, fine. But as soon as you cut that lowest common denominator out, you'll immediately notice an influential shift in your life and the fact that at the end of your life, the last thing you want to be is on your deathbed, remorseful about the things that you didn't do. Like, that is just freaking beyond me. So I think if I could challenge anyone listening, it's just kind of evaluate your life, think to yourself, what's the shift I need to make 
for myself. Whether you want to be the next best chocolatier, or whether you want to be the most amazing mother to your children, or whether you want to fix the things going on in your marriage, or you want to take the leap for that one dream you've got, just try and take some of the pieces of advisement and understand that one day, like, you're going to die. And you may as well have taken a chance. There was that quote you said that was really impactful for me. Jim Just Perry. came home one day and she said, if you want to live the life nobody has, you have to live the life. What was it? Say it. If you want to have the life, if you want to have a life that nobody has, you have to live like nobody does. And, and I, it was, whew, I was like, that's profound. Mm-hmm. You got to do things right now that are going to affect you farther down the road. I don't want to be 33 wishing I had abs. I want to be 33 with abs, which means I have to make changes in 32. And that's all it comes to. So take action, motherfuckers. Yes. All right. Well, I'm Fate and Fame. <laughs> There's Firecrotch. <laughs> yep. And Zinkara the Gypsy. <laughs> and I guess we're done. You done? Namaste, mother. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs>